0: And welcome to your weekly dose of the latest sustainability news brought to you by the Green Elephant. This week, can China coal continue to create carbon continually? Canada court confirms carbon cost constitutional. Student skateboard solutions so sticky. And tidal turbines turn transport tartan. <laughs> Joining me to discuss these this morning as usual is Russell. Morning, Russell.
1: Awesome alliteration. Yeah, I'd forgotten I did that. But yeah. okay. Oh, I can't get all the A's in there. Sorry, that's that's dreadful.
0: Yeah. So another don't new show that. this. <laughs> yeah, another new show. And don't worry, uh, fact or fake will be back uh, next time, uh, along with a new game. Um, we'll also be talking about Russia, India, Belgium, credit ratings, climate targets, oil leaks, straws, trucks, supermarkets, apples, food, meat, games, and exercise. What no Microsoft? No. So firstly, uh, just like to say a really huge thank you to all those organisations that took part in in B Corp Month. It is the last day of the month and it's been an amazing month uh, full of uh, just some inspiring and enlightening. And uh, the guests have been absolutely amazing. Um, So just really want to just say thank you to all those people
1: yeah it was a really it was a really good although exhausting
0: though mike i have to say <laughs> was, uh, if anybody podcast, suggests doing a podcast every day for a month say no and walk away okay. very quickly or or just accept
1: that it's a full-time job for a month yeah, um, yeah. Uh, just just uh, just bend into that particular gust of wind but, but yeah having said, great that, having said that
0: having said that we do have more episodes to come. We have more B Corps than we could fit in, so we've got a lot more of those to come. Yeah, and
1: that um, can join us. that's, that's going to be really good.
0: Yeah, so we're, we're going to be mixing up uh, what we do with The Green Elephant Show in, in future, but there will be more B Corps to come, more news to come, and more different things. So, um, given that we've got out the back of B Corp Month, and that's been quite hard, we are going to be taking a break from the news next week. But don't worry. We have a highlight show that we're going to bring you, so you'll be able to hear some of the um, the more interesting uh, observations and bits from our guests uh, from across the month. Now it's time, I think, to bring you uh, this week's uh, sustainability news. Yay. So first up, China, and a couple of stories on China. And first up, we have a study that found that China generated over half the world's coal-fired power in 2020 and it generated 53 percent of the world's coal-fired power in 2020 yeah that's up nine percent from five years earlier so it's not only the biggest but it's growing the fastest as well Um, they they also generate a huge amount of wind uh, and solar 71.7 gigawatts of wind and 48.2 gigawatts of solar Um, but they were the only g20 nation to see a big jump in coal-fired power um,
1: yeah and, s- and and not only that is in, in that last year it says that they've approved 46.1 gigawatts of new coal-fired projects last year uh, more yeah. than the previous three years combined. so their big problem is they're growing so fast that they can't w- rely on renewables and so it's easy for them to throw up another um, coal power station. Yeah. It's old technology, really, but uh, it's a horrific
0: story, really. But it's well, it, but it, it's kind of linked to when we had it on the show a couple of weeks ago. The, the, the Chinese government have made a commitment to um, you know, reduce their CO two emissions and, and see it peak by twenty thirty. But at the same time, they're approving <laughs> and building large amounts of new coal, coal-fired power stations at the same time as committing to um, cutting emissions. So it's oh, a real. Yeah, they, Chinese dichotomy
1: climate neutral by 2060. So at some point, they're going to have to stop and recover all of what they're doing here.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, n- not brilliant. Um, but, I mean, staying with c- climate change. We have um, a report that's come out saying that s- credit ratings in more than 60 countries could be cut because of climate change by 2030. So, Mm-hmm. There's been this very wide uh, ranging uh, set of universities from Cambridge to Anglia to others in London who mm-hmm. are who come up and said uh, the country is going to suffer because of the impact to their economies and to their finances and possibly due to their sea levels and the danger of rising temperatures disrupting their working days and, um, yeah. uh, and a mass. And they said the hardest hit country is going to be China, Chile, Malaysia and Mexico uh who could see a massive drop in their um their credit rating now this is interesting because it's uh it, it's it is starting to report on climate change as a financial risk and yeah. not just a risk to i don't know sea levels or uh weather it's yeah. it's uh, it's becoming a little bit more real when they start turning it into finance
0: well you, you look at china and mexico they are uh, big producers mm-hmm. of um you know, big manufacturers of goods for the the western consumer and if the western consumer is changing their habits and attitudes yeah um it will affect those those markets there's as well there's yes that's true any number of knock-on effects in in, in, in that space i guess uh, russia now and um russia is the country uh with more oil leaks than any yes. other in the world apparently there's not oil leak in russia every half an hour <laughs> is that but- a new one just a new oil leak every half an hour. <laughs> That's bonkers, isn't it? And and up. uh yeah, so it's, it's just um and these spills are, you know, they're not small ones. It's oh. every, you know, it's, we're talking about hundred thousand tons, two hundred thousand tons. You know, it's 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 huge amounts, and the cleanup is being done by locals. You know, they're using spades to, you know scrape oil off the surface of the rivers and you know and they're burning habitats yeah. to burn, burn the oil so they're destroying the 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 oil and the
1: and and releasing vast amounts yeah, of carbon yeah. into the air
0: but it's a really interesting one because all the local all the villages, all the people in these areas with the oil spills are saying well no we we want to keep the oil because you know that's that's our economy um and, you know, so they, they have no water, but they have an economy. I mean, which do you choose? Well, <laughs> you know, it's an interesting one. Well,
1: this really, I, well, I read this with considerable interest that mm. town where the, the big report is, um, or this, this district of the Comey Republic, um, has got, as a 40,000 strong town um, with new airport arrivals. And this is the kind of the the oil capital of Russia. uh and they, they had this, they, they've, they're still collecting water. They, some have got, their houses are heated by, by burning wood, wood burners, yeah. and they're still collecting water from the stream, a stream that was polluted to, and, and the surrounding land, 120 hectares or 300 acres of land, which is 15 centimetres deep, oil yeah, yeah, yeah. this is no minor
0: spill yeah. and, 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 they're, and they're growing their food in it and collecting water from the rivers i know and, and the reason for this is just it's simply because the pipelines are old they've been in, they've been in since the 50s and 60s and they they they're just old they just need replacing and um there's a lot because russia's so big there's an yeah. awful lot of was it 32 33 000 miles yeah, so you awesome. could stretch the pipelines around the earth once but there's a chart in there, Again, am going to have a look at the story on the show page, and um, it shows that the, the Russian uh, total number of spills over a barrel in 2018, about 6,000 in Russia, as opposed to, and they break them out by countries, 74 in France, um, about 400 in the, in the US, and um, across Royal Dutch Shell and BP another. 330 ish yeah so you can see it's vastly vastly outnumbers any other spills anywhere else but
1: no no figures for china that's uh that's interesting
0: yeah
1: green priest probably hasn't spread that far moving to canada then um interesting one this um that and i learned a little bit more about canada and it's it's provincial ways in this Mm. article Uh, It's a long and complex article out of uh, the Narlwall.ca, which um, uh, is a site you can check out and we'll link to in the show page. But Canada's Supreme Court rules that their carbon price that they've set at a federal level is constitutional. And so what happened in, I think it was 2018. Yes, it was under the Greenhouse Gas Pollution Pricing Act. That rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, they they set a carbon price and and said that it was uh, Canada-wide, and then a number of the provinces or, um, uh, yeah, provinces they are called, aren't they? Yeah. um resisted this, and especially the top three polluters, uh, of course they did, <laughs> who who released something like seventy-five or seventy-seven percent of the CO two. For Canada, um, said that this carbon pricing was uh, was that the federal government had no right to apply it, and the Supreme Court, on a split decision, wasn't unanimous six yep. three. funny enough, yep. to three came from, um, but in a democratic vote of the Supreme Court, they said no, it was appropriate for the federal government to do it for. Yes. And it quotes the, it's referred to as the Peace, Order and Good Government, or POG power which is a hundred and fifty four year old document which says if we're gonna have good government, good peace and good order, then uh we need to control our carbon. But yeah. these other three areas resisted that it's, dramatically. It's
0: good good to see the lobbies, uh the big business lobbies failing and, and the same is yeah. happening in India where car makers are not happy about um, <laughs> the rules that have uh, been brought in the, the corporate average fuel efficiency requirements or the cafe requirements. When I saw the cafe <laughs> requirements, I was thinking, Oh, coffee and cake. Oh, That'd be coffee. nice. That'd I could do with those requirements, but no, <laughs> this, is the, this is the corporate average fuel efficiency requirement. And um, India are saying that um, new cars all have to be cut to a 130 grams of CO2 per kilometer and that, is quite low um, for for a new car, um, especially with a combustion engine. And the auto manufacturers, um, particularly, uh, I think Suzuki, Hyundai, are not happy because they've got till, well, they've got another nine months (laughs) to make all their new cars comply with this. So it's um, a really tough deadline. And And the Indian government is saying, no, we told you what we were doing and we're sticking to it. So, And good for them. I mean,
1: yeah. presumably there will be fines attached to that. But, yeah. uh, And talking of, um, well, fines or suing governments, yes. uh, in this particular case, Belgium has become the uh, latest country to have mm. its citizens turn against its federal and regional authorities and sue them, uh, saying they are uh, having they aren't fulfilling their climate policies. Yeah. Um, and they had 60,000 60, Belgians signed a petition uh, to bring this as a, a class lawsuit uh, against the same as has been done in the Netherlands, was it? And, yeah. and um, France, did it? Ireland and France last
0: year. Wasn't so it? it's Which a we were... snowball that's rolling now, I think. Well, this yes.
1: And this, this is now, I think there was a comment that said something like 60 other countries, yeah. 33 other countries are thinking, including Portugal and others, are thinking of class actions against their governments yeah. and which just reinforces the fact that our governments are setting policies that they are just not they hitting. never do well we, we've, we've discussed this story failure. before
0: we've discussed it yeah. before where they never yeah, hit France. the targets they set we're well, not yeah. not the french story we, we, i think we discussed the uk where we said they said this target they've said that target, they said that oh, target yeah, yeah. and the targets come and go and the government's never hit them and so you know maybe yeah. we, we might see a case where The UK are saying, Boris, you didn't hit your ten-point climate plan. Um, We're we're all taking the the country's taking you to court over it. And and I just,
1: I'd I'd love to know what where you what you're suing for. Well, Uh, we got extra. Would you extra ten groats in our pay packet for uh, policy failure? But
0: it's it's increased pressure, isn't it? Which is which is it is yeah. And visibility. A a quick one now that says that uh, lithium-ion batteries fallen by ninety-seven percent the cost of them over the last 30 years and they're used in everything these days not just electric vehicles yeah. you know, power tools laptops phones everything has lithium-ion batteries in them but I think for me that this one you know we've got this dramatic fall in the cost of uh, lithium-ion batteries and problems with lithium mining and the availability of lithium and working conditions yep. and all sorts of other things on the other side and so should the price be falling by that amount where there are these issues with the raw material that are driving
1: price? Well I think
0: price? part of
1: when I, I had a look at this in a bit more detail and had a look at the lithium price the commodity price that's on the market okay. um, and true enough it is had a consistent fall the cost of the commodity of lithium is a consistent yeah. fall up until january 2021 when it started to uplift quite dramatically and i to be honest mit yeah i I can tell you most new uh, the cost of a cd player has dropped dramatically from 30 years ago it's because technology becomes cheaper as soon as it becomes familiar and and it becomes commoditized it drops off that's technology
0: not raw material
1: well, I, I you know, the, the, the gold uh,
0: price hasn't fallen by 97% in 30 years, has it?
1: No, it hasn't. But this is cost of the creation of lithium lithium ion batteries, batteries fallen, yeah. not but, just the combining and, of them. The that,
0: that was that was the point I was making yeah. was why why with a scarce raw material. And Should I don't, that price come down like that? Like don't, and I, and, I, I, and is, I
1: don't think it is anymore. It's lithiums on the way yeah. back up again. So watch yeah. that space. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's uh, salute the success, of course, of many of our uh, fast food agencies and cafes who have started selling biodegradable drinking straws um, instead of plastic ones, and that that's great. The downside is, it's now been found. <laughs> <laughs> the 36 out of 38 brands that were recently tested of biodegradable paper um, were had detected polyfluoroalkyl alkyl substances or PFAS or PFAs, yeah. which are lovingly called forever chemicals because they are extremely resistant to oh, um, biological and environmental breakdown. Um, so with one hand we taketh away the single-use plastic straw, and with the other
0: hand and we, we a straw which won't biodegrade properly. <laughs> should, should we should we just ban the word biodegradable because it means well, nothing? Uh, it really, yeah, it, mean. it's point.
1: Yeah, because there's no testing on it, but. It, there are stuff that are biodegradable. I, we found out in B Corp month that wool is amazingly biodegradable. It is amazingly. Uh, perhaps yeah. we should have wool straws. But th- the thing is here, <laughs> Do we really need straws? That it's not. This is a first world problem. People get in live. You know, there's a, a rim to your cup. Drink <laughs> out of it. <laughs> Drink your cocktail out of the glass. Oh, trying to preserve your lipstick and yes. your. <laughs> your common
0: grace yes so trucks now um uh, we've we've had a number of stories on the show and we've seen stories about uh, co2 capture pulling co2 directly from the air but um yeah. uh, a detroit-based startup so that's good motor city is a startup uh, remora has designed a different solution where you can capture the carbon directly from the tailpipe so from the exhaust of the truck and so Essentially, the exhaust fumes go into their into their molecular sieve, they call it, um, and it takes 80 percent of the CO2 um, out of the truck. Uh, so what a great device. Just retrofit these on every single truck in the world.
1: Um, and, yeah. Um, and uh, it's, it's not, emissions
0: by 80 percent. Yeah, 80 percent
1: and removes carbon monoxide and nitrogen oxide yeah. as well, which are the pollutants as well. I, I thought this is a brilliant idea yeah. and exactly yeah. the kind of stuff that we need in the interim.
0: Yeah, this is the tech, sort of technology we need, isn't it?
1: Because you're not going to get electric plug, electric powered trucks hauling no. forty tons of our products around
0: the world well, without charging them every hundred miles. And the ones and the ones that already exist are going to be around for the next thirty or forty years. Yeah. So let's let's just let's do that every, now.
1: Yeah, but and
0: I, I and the, the I I learned a new word out of this one. Did
1: Ad, you? Yeah, instead of ab with a B, absorbing, it was adsorbing, and I thought it was a myth- no, an adsorbing, yeah. instead of absorb where you soak something into a sponge, water absorbed, yeah. adsorbing is when it gets attracted to a, um, at a, a molecular level to another thing and gets uh, drawn in and adsorbed, so I thought that was, that was yeah. brilliant. Fantastic article, that one. Love that one.
0: Yep.
1: Um, as I well, I kind of like this one. Um, uh, as long as it
0: doesn't get stuck to yourself. We're talking talk
1: about sticky solutions. We've all yep. trodden in um, in sticky chewing gum on which somebody's discarded on the streets, or even worse, under your chair in the pub.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but there is a way that you can toss your chewing gum in the direction of your local skateboarder, not at him. Or her, nope. um, but uh, out on a board that they're suggesting you could put up, you stick your sticky gum on, which is covered and turned into wheels. For your skateboard. um, skateboards, because uh, chewing gum doesn't biodegrade, um, no. uh, and so why not turn that product in? Uh, I mean, I, I like the concept, I really do. Uh, well, it keeps the recovery it off the, of the gums a little
0: bit interesting. It ke- but it keeps it off the streets, so you're not having to clean it off the streets. You know, you stick it on this gum board yeah and then it, instead of you know i mean don't chew gum might be the first suggestion but if you're going to chew gum then turn it into wheels for your skateboard and you know,
1: yeah
0: yeah yep. no, that was a good one yeah absolutely um electric vehicles now the scots they've got a solution to oh, electric vehicles that's, that's and we've, that's and we've, very good. they are we've we've said the problem one of the issues with electric vehicles is the the infrastructure the grid the you know where's that electricity generated are you just moving the the, the carbon emissions somewhere else to a coal power station that's generating electricity yeah. for the car but no in scotland uh, um in an island called yell there's one of those yellow pages or or, um, <laughs> or yelling as in yeah yeah um, careful we'll get into a trademark dispute we will <laughs> anyway let's let's assume it's yell and um uh yeah so nova innovation has built an underwater network of tidal turbines to the seafloor yes and They are using um, uh, these to uh, generate renewable energy, which they're using to power their electric vehicles. So in the island of Yale, which is near Shetland, you can know that when you're running your electric car, it is purely renewable and you can feel really good about yourselves if you're driving on this tiny island. I think the longest drive you could probably do is about five miles or something. So um, you're not going very far in your electric car. on Yeah, but anyway. 83 (laughs) square miles, that's not going to be your thing at all, is it? Yeah, Yeah, a short journey. We need more of that.
1: Yeah, it's good. I mean, Scotland's done really well. I think it's still testing its first hydrogen uh, train, isn't it, as well? They're one of the yeah. first 100% hydrogen chain as well. So they're doing really well in Scotland. Yeah. Uh, as a Swedish discovery um, could say supermarkets energy um, yeah. and therefore, of course, CO2 and generating that energy. And it's a simple thing, really. And some of yeah. the best things are found is as supermarkets switch from open refrigerators, which obviously, and freezers, which are obviously constantly... Leaching, Leaking cold air, cold air into uh, the supermarket and making certain aisles very chilly indeed to walk down. Yeah. Um, or nice on a hot day, I suppose. Yeah. Um, what, where they have enclosed these fridges, they found that they haven't moved the thermometer away from the door. Um, and because the door obviously can, can uh, convex heat. Um, it's slightly warmer near the door than it is at the back of the freezer where it really matters or fridge. And so a simple movement of the, the thermometer up. could save um, at least 5% of the, yeah. the consumption for that freezer. Um, and it makes it less loss when, when you open the door and um, it keeps it more energy yeah. efficient.
0: More I mean, th- much like the, 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 the truck one we we talked about, this is the of car- Type of technology solution we need, which is really easy, really simple. There's no reason not to do this. Move your thermometers, turn your yeah. fridges down, so you're not using so much energy, and just save. There's one store said they had um, uh, 7,000 thermometers repositioned. Yeah. <laughs> do you want one? One store?
1: Yeah, that's. They ch- you know. the chain, yeah, the the rude train chain, yeah. yeah.
0: So it's just going to make a big difference, and, and why wouldn't you just just get on and do it? Yeah. Um, one thing that is going to be different um yeah. but I, I i wait to see what's going to happen because we talked uh, a couple of weeks ago about the french government have introduced a repairability index which shows how repair a uh, uh, device is now apple have said um they're going to use an independent repair program and they're expanding it to nearly every country where apple products were sold sold um yeah. but that's interesting it's not every country and it's only some parts of the devices that you're going to be allowed to repair and if you are repairing those devices you have to do it with apple parts and if you don't do exactly what apple say and how they say it then you're going to be fined and banned from the repair program so it strikes me as not a way of doing the right thing but a way of turning what they're going to be legally compelled to do into a money-making opportunity which says yeah we're going to make them more repairable but you're going to have to buy apple parts and they're going to be expensive and if you don't you're not going to be able to do it and so yeah. I, I just it was one of those we thought well this is the right thing but they've turned it on its head into the wrong thing um,
1: so i think i think what what if they will open up a little bit more flexibility in in repairing that would be good but this doesn't seem to be it so bad for example get your act together
0: let's take batteries we've both got iphones which are five years old so we're we're doing our bit for the you know by not replacing our phones Um, but the battery life the battery life is going and we'd like to replace the batteries but you can't replace it with a third party battery which would be very much cheaper Yep. Have to use an Apple battery, which is very much more expensive. Uh, which in a five-year-old phone,
1: I, I, I suppose there. it's there. You know, it's when the phone gets to a point of out of security updates, then you know businesses need to be a little bit more worried, perhaps But, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, a, a completely different story now. <laughs> different. <laughs> it's, it's, mm-hmm. This is off the wall, but um. Banana peel bacon. Oh, I packet it. meatloaf.
0: Oh, Ikea. Curd- <laughs> curdled milk was one of the ingredients I saw. <laughs> or wilted
1: greens. Yeah. Now, I, I kind of get it. Ikea have launched a cookbook and that cookbook um, and it's starting in Ikea Canada. Yep. Um, although you can download the scrapbook because I have free downloaded. to download. I have got it. Yep. Um, and the idea is that there, there are things that we know that are our best before, but as we discussed on, uh, on one of the shows, best before but not used by. There is a big difference um, between those two things. One is an advisory. The other one is careful you'll kill yourself or make yourself ill. And this cookbook is looking more at the best before stuff. So when stuff has gone past its best but isn't dangerous to health, you can still use it. But you need to use it in a slightly different way. And they've come up with this this recipe book, 111 pages long, by my my reckoning. So a good stack of them.
0: Um,
1: And they they give you tips on how to use spent coffee grounds or uh, watermelon rinds or um, cheese rinds. um, uh, Things that you would naturally go into the bin, not even stuff that perhaps is um just past its best so we'll do green smoothies but it's quite right a lot of these things are quite nutritionally beneficial and worthwhile food
0: and like it says not a swedish meatball in sight
1: (laughs) no no Ah. no, what what i will say mike is if you download it it gives you the recipe and then when they take shows you a picture of it it pictures on a plate and they also list the ingredients of what it's sitting on so a bowl
0: this type of bowl <laughs> yeah, shrimp, yeah, that, you know, bubble, yeah. whatever
1: it might be is the as the uh, stuff you can buy as well yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: anyway staying on food we are uh, apparently according to a new uh survey from boston consulting group so well-respected organization yeah. they're saying we could reach peak meat by 2030 so That's that's a good thing they're saying. It's certainly single digit years when we're going to reach peak meat. So we've discussed a lot on the show, lab grown meats, plant-based meats, meat alternatives from all sorts of organizations. And um that's growing so quickly they think that we're gonna reach peak meats. They're saying by 2030, but it could happen as early as 2025. I mean, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Another three or four years and we're at the highest consumption of meat and then we we go go down um and that's going to save us um uh more than a billion metric tons of co2 that's a lot of co2 yeah like, um, going to
1: I, 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 so, you can probably tell by my uh, i know we've said on previous things whether if you're gonna if you want to eat something that's plant-based the best thing you could eat is a plant um not a highly processed plant in my opinion um yeah we have to watch this cultivated meat grown from animal cells surely that's still vegan um but uh yeah let's 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 move on um a guy has created a game well he created a game called pandemic (laughs) (laughs) about about 12 years ago uh and funny (laughs) enough during during the um during the what we might refer to as a pandemic um (laughs) Uh, he he's, his game became very very popular to play at home presumably well, so people
0: could learn how to cope well, but yeah he, he it's, a shame. Shame. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> a shame we all didn't get it in 2008 where <laughs> the game in which players cooperate to stop outbreaks of fictitious viruses worldwide we could have been much better prepared but anyway sorry
1: and to be honest i'm wondering whether is that's what government policy has been as they've been sitting around this game and saying "Turn Maybe. but he's um he got came under some pressure to perhaps do it and adjust it for climate change uh, and he he had a look at it and he um and, it, and the idea is, it's a cooperative game. It's not a game of winning individually. It's about winning the game as a as a group of players, and that's quite an interesting concept. Yeah. That we cooperate to win, um, and uh, yeah. So he he got thrown this challenge. Um, to to convert his game over to climate change and so he started that after a depressing start he said i immediately fell into a big trough of despair basically because he probably read all about how how yeah, compelling yeah. the uh, climate change argument is but now he has a prototype game which people are playing
0: yeah. Um, and uh, yeah well well i don't know we'll look forward to playing that maybe yeah, we well a,
1: perhaps we perhaps should get the pandemic mike we should, now well, we should get
0: the game we should do, uh, play climate change live we could could stream live forget twitch and online gaming we could do online gaming of in in a different way Um, there's an idea but yeah we'll do that um so uh fitness um now as i think i've mentioned before i quite like to do a bit of running myself and trying to get out most days but um as the climate changes uh, uh it's likely that our fitness habits will change and there's been a um a review of 74 academic articles that have um, explored the difference, uh, the association between activity and climate change. And in summary, and go and read the, the article, it's linked from the show pages, all the stories are. Um, in summary, it says that um, depending on where you are, depending on the climate you have, your physical activity will change. So if you're in Canada or Northern Uh, colder atmospheres where it's getting slightly warmer your physical activity will increase but if you're in central southern europe central southern us china your activity will go down because as it gets warmer you're less likely to want to get up and and physically exert yourself you won't have that kind of energy level and in in the heat to go and do those things so uh, i think overall it's saying that activity will decrease due to climate change so an interesting one to yeah follow well finally
1: from from me yes um should i talk about senator john ron johnson oh Senate,
0: senator ron johnson he's one of my favorite people now i, I love i love his view on the world
1: yeah, well what well, his racist and um uh, ill-informed view you mean
0: well, let's stick to the thing he's talking about, which is Greenland. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's I, forget I, I, those watch, other views. Also, but
1: <laughs> also, also watch what he said about the January, or what was it, January the sixth riots in the capital. But yeah, he he is um he's proclaimed that the reason that Greenland's called green is because once it was green. Yep. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I know. I love the <laughs> fact
0: that he says, "Yeah, climate change is happening. You can see because Greenland used to be green and now it's white." <laughs> I just thought it was
1: brilliant <laughs> uh, ignoring what of course the greenland exactly says is that eric the red turned up who was exiled to the island and he came up with a misleading name to attract settlers yeah. um and, green, <laughs> it's actually white
0: um, and i like the fact they're saying I, it will change back again it's going green again so it's going back to normal apparently
1: yeah uh, just two, <laughs> 2.5 million years ago normal Oh dear! Before it was named Greenland, in fact.
0: <laughs> I love this. This is a, a quote. I absolutely do not believe in the science of man-made, man-caused climate change. It's not proven by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> it's far more likely it's just sunspot activity or just something in the geologic eons of time. Um <laughs> Oh.
1: There, was a, there was a comment from one of uh, the electorate saying, "I don't know." They were talking about the election. I don't know if he'll be standing again.
0: <laughs> yeah, Is well, he- I think that's probably a good idea. It's like, it's not like there were tons of cars on the road in the Middle Ages <laughs> 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 when it was a bit warmer. I mean, <laughs> I, I think he's just making it up to have a, have a have a joke with a with the press. I think he must. I, have I would hope so, but I, having
1: seen his, uh, some of the videos about him, maybe probably not. Probably
0: isn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, if you've enjoyed the show, please do go and visit the show page at greenelephant.show. You can find links to all the stories we've discussed, the instructions on how to leave us a review, and links to find us on the usual podcast providers. Uh, please do go and review. It's very easy. Just click the stars. You don't have to write anything. Uh, Click five stars. That's all you need to do. Five stars is good uh, because that really helps us to continue to make the show and and hopefully keep you entertained. So hopefully we'll see you at greenelephant.show or on social at GreenElepod. But until next time, thanks for listening and we hope you have a sustainable week.